Hello, welcome back to the Student Pages podcast. Uh, I'm joined today by Renzi Feliz. How are you, Renzi? Doing amazing. Thank you for having me. Renzi, the star of uh, Marvel's Runaways and the upcoming film All Together Now. And how, how are things, Renzi? Things are pretty great. I'm pretty excited for the movie to come out. I've seen it at least 57 times by now, just like out of nervousness. So uh, things, are, things are pretty good, though. I'm, I'm excited with how the movie came out. You get to, do you get to like take a copy of it home and you can just watch it as much as you like? They, Netflix like sends over uh, like not even a link. They just sort of put it, it's so weird. They sort of put it into your profile on your Netflix account. So you can't really share it with anybody. You can't, you have to log into your account, into your profile. There's a pin, you put the pin in and you can, and there you can find the movie. You can see the movie. Oh, like that's that. so cool. So you actually get to watch it on Netflix. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. What was, um, do you want to explain to people like what the film's about and, and who you play in it? Yeah, uh, the movie is called All Together Now. I guess originally it was called Sort of Like a Rockstar. It's based on the, 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 the novel. Um, and it's about this girl. She's a pretty optimistic girl who's got these dreams of going to Carnegie Mellon. But, but life is, is pretty difficult for, for a lot of people and hers including. And, uh, you know, we sort of follow her on this journey where she's going through a couple obstacles and, and sometimes it takes more than just one person to be able to get through them. So she kind of leans on her friends and that's sort of where I come in. I play Ty Hendricks. He's a, uh, he's kind of like a shy teen kid who really is just like loves this girl who, cause she's such a, he's such, she's such like a beautiful kind soul and he's like in love with her. And, but she's also the type of person who isn't very uh, accepting of help, which is an understandable thing. It's a very vulnerable thing to ask someone like, I need help. I need you. And so she's going through a tough time, but you know, hopefully you have good enough friends that can, uh, that can help you get through the tough times. Nice. Was it a fun film to work on? It really was. It was my first film I got to work on. So that for me was like super exciting. Yeah. We were up in Portland for like a month and a half from October in 2019 till about November, mid-November. And that for me was, it was amazing. It was like the best, I couldn't have asked for a better first experience. Sweet. Sweet. Did you get close with a lot of the cast members or with any like funny moments from set you can tell me about? Or Me and Ali got pretty close, I guess. We were the only two, she plays the lead. We were the only two um, people there the entire run of the movie. Everybody else sort of came in for a week or two weeks. And so, her and I were the only ones there for that month and a half, apart from the crew, of course, and the director. So we, we did get to spend a lot of time together. Plus, we were the only ones like our age. And so we got to go out and like, I'd never been to Portland. She'd never been to Portland. We got to go out and explore the city and go out and do hikes and stuff. We're supposed to be pretty close in the movie. So it only made sense that her and I like spent time together and got sort of close and comfortable that way. I, I made an effort and I think she did too, just so that Whenever we're on set doing these kind of emotional scenes or like vulnerable scenes, you just sort of feel a little more comfortable with that person to try something new, to not feel like they're going to think you're weird if you do a certain a, a line a certain way or something. And so we did get pretty comfortable. And I hope that that like sort of shows up where, you know, that comfortability sort of shows up at ease on screen. But um, I guess any some fun things on set that first week we shot this song. There's like this beautiful song in the movie. And I, they had to teach me how to play piano. I never played piano in my life. Um, it was awful, God awful. They sent in a piano teacher, like a pianist to teach me how to play the first like uh, 10 seconds of the song, which is what they needed. And the last 15 seconds. After the middle, they could sort of cut around and edit around or whatever. They gave, I think they gave it like four classes. By the second class, I had already figured out the first 15 and the last 10. 
So I said, can we just learn the rest of the song? Like, since we since I already paid for the classes, can we just learn it? She goes, yeah, sure. And so she teaches me the rest of the song. And there I am, like, you know, now there's about, from that point to when we started shooting the movie, I had about maybe three weeks to learn it. And so every single day, like maybe five hours a day, I'd be sitting on this little key keyboard they gave me um, after she'd leave. And I would just be tearing my hair out trying to learn how to play this song. Because I don't know how to, like, uh, a lot of people learn in, like, chords. And so you'll play the F, you play the C, you'll play the G. I'm learning it, like, placing each of my fingers on each of the white keys, moving it over two, moving my left index finger up one, my middle finger down one, my right. And so it was just, it was difficult to learn. But after a long, long time, I figured it out. And, but I didn't tell anybody. And so I get on set, and they ask me, all right, so can you play the, can you play the song? And I say, yeah, sure, of course. And so we, we start to go. And now he realizes he doesn't have to cut around me. He can sort of, sh- it gives him much more freedom to shoot however he wants now. And that, yeah. he was super excited about that. So that was like a fun moment that I had. That's great. I love that. You should, you should keep it up. You should keep playing keys. I really, sh- I need to get a key. That's the thing. I need to get a keyboard, put it in my room so that I can keep sort of learning. While I was out there, um, after I'd learned the song already, I started learning other ones. And I'm, I'm, I, I love music. I love um, to, to just do it like on my own. It's just like a nice hobby of mine. I play the guitar also. And so I should, I should keep up with the piano. You're, you're, you're right. I've had, I've had a ukulele in my room for all of lockdown. And I, don't, I didn't really play it that much before. It's one of those ironic instruments that you're not like actually supposed to get good at, right? But then like, because <laughs> it's in my room, I just like, it's so easy to, it's such a small light instrument. I've been like picking it up and just banging yeah. stuff up. And I've got I've got pretty good like over lockdown like oh. I'm quite happy with 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 um with how that's going. Okay. Okay. It's so much fun. You you forget that like before like the Beatles always saying it before before the internet and TV. If you wanted to you know stay entertained in your house, one of the easiest mm. ways is just to just play you know instrument just play an instrument. So we're not sitting around. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it sort of it, it's an easy way to like to get into yourself. I'm like a pretty I, I have uh, I love I love songs that are pretty like emotional and stuff like that and sappy and whatever. But it like it, it, in those moments, it sort of helps me. Uh, I don't know, it helps me like get in tune with myself. Sometimes certain songs obviously make you feel a certain way, and uh, and I would I would bring it on set all the time also. And uh, yeah, it's just it's it's great. It's a great it's a great thing to learn how to play an instrument. I love it. Yeah, I love I love like play. I I play my ukulele and pretend like pretend like in my head like I'm famous or something. <laughs> I'm at a yeah. party and he's banged it out and everyone's like, wow, this is like, he's playing. He can really play. Playing it ironically. It's, he's playing yeah. it ironically. It's so incredible. Yeah, yeah, I do the um, same thing. Anyway, <laughs> but um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're 22, right? Correct, yeah. Yeah, I'm 21. We're a couple, a couple of young dudes. Ah, um, yeah. 1998 or 97? Yeah, 97, yeah, I'm 97. But you, you, you're lucky over there because across the pond, you guys have been drinking since 18, huh? Yeah. Yeah, Before, yeah, before yeah. 18, probably, Man. yeah, before. Do you know what? Because I, I turned 21 in lockdown, I would have been so mad if uh, that was, like, the legal drinking age, like. Yeah, I got lucky because my 21 was obviously well, well before, but my friend, I have a couple of friends that turned 21 during lockdown, and mm. that they were still, we're still waiting on, you know, doing it the right way. Oh, instead of at a, at a park with a few beers that's the way you ever been to the uk before there 
Yeah, I have. I swear I was in London just before I started. Um, I went, uh, where did I go? Russell Square. Do you know oh, where that is? Yeah, that's not too far from me. I'm in Islington now. That's like two stops away. I was there the other day. Oh, no way. Okay. We stayed there for a few days, but we were there like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. So we tried going out, but there wasn't, there wasn't much going, there wasn't much happening when we went out. It was a few years ago, like 20, 2017, I think, maybe 2017. People always take the piss out of British food. Maybe that's more Europeans though than Americans. Americans I genuinely, I I went over there and I went to Dishoom. It's this Indian place. It was really, really good. So people people do give a lot of shit. Yes, yes. The best. I also got into Nando's while I was out there. Oh, yeah. We we went a few times. That's the thing. People talk about it all the time. Um, And so we went. I really liked it. Um, I like the, what's that sauce? It's like a lemon garlic one. I think. Yeah, maybe the peri-peri. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, the, that's like the least spicy one, the, the, lem- the lemon and garlic. Oh, it's because I can't. It's because, yeah, I'm weak. I'm, I'm, I'm Dominican. Dominicans are their palate. I, my, I never, I didn't have spice, I don't think, until I was a teenager. So I am weak when it comes to spice. No way. Dom- what, Dominicans don't have, like, spicy food? Nothing, nothing, no spice in our, in our, in our, in our cuisine. What, what kind of thing, what's like your favorite Dominican dish? Oh man, there's so many. Um, there's one called mango, which is, uh, which is a weird name, I like to say a lot. Um, which is, it's like, it's like plantains, um, it's like mashed plantains, you make them with salami and then you fry some cheese up. That's one of my favorites. My dad would make that for me all the time. The classic is arrobichuela, uh, which is just rice and beans. But like, it's the, it's done so well, or it's different than just like I don't get rice and beans from anywhere else. I don't like rice and beans from anywhere else. The way that my grandma makes it, or my mom makes it, or you know, the people who the Dominicans make it, 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 it gives it a certain taste and stuff. So it's, uh, it's crazy. I, that's, that's the stuff that those are probably a couple of my favorite ones. I think I had. Because there aren't many Dominicans in the UK, but I think when I was in New York, I went to a place that did Dominican food, and I had something. I think it was called like mafongo or something. Oh yeah, no. I think I know the place you're talking about. Oh no, wait, no, no, no. Yeah. It, was, it was in. Uh, it wasn't like a fancy. It wasn't like a well-known place. It was in like we were staying in Brooklyn. I think I know the exact place you're talking. No about. way, no way. <laughs> I think I, because I, I was, I was in New York a few. Uh, when was it? I think the year before last, or actually last year, 2019. And we, we, we were doing, we were doing Comic Con, and we were doing New York Comic Con for the, for for a show that I was on. And uh, on our way from the airport to the hotel, I was like, I have to stop and have Dominican food. Like in New York City, there's so many Dominicans in New York; they make yeah, authentic yeah. Dominican food. And so I was like, I have to stop and. And I think I, I'm almost positive that's where I stopped. I'm not entirely sure, but it, that rings such a bell that I'm like, it must be where it was. I doubt. I don't know if you would have been staying in the same place if you were like, <laughs> like the star of the Comic Con booth, you know. What's they, that they, like? They, it's it's nice. They put us up in a nice place. You know, we don't we don't have to necessarily stay ourselves. They they put us up in, in a place in Manhattan. There, it's it's super nice. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you about the Runaways. Because um, okay. this conversation has sort of run away with us, but um, how how similar do you feel that you are to your character Alex in the Runaways? I, w- I wouldn't say too similar. I mean, he's very different people by the time we start and end. So if I'm looking at it at the, from the beginning of the series, he's a pretty shy dude, pretty insecure, in a, in a very hurt place. So I don't I don't see myself too much in that light. 
I'm more like, uh, I, I think I talk a little bit more than he does. I'm a little more obnoxious than he is. Um, but in, in term, maybe by the time he finishes, he's then a pretty, he's a pretty, he's gone through a lot. He's in a very dark place at the end where human life is, is, doesn't matter nearly as much, I think, as it did at one point. So not, not too similar to the guy, but, um, but I guess in, in ways, in ways, there's a lot of things I admire about him. He's very, uh, he has this like really good sense of, of what's right and wrong. And he's willing to put his life on the line in order to, to write, right wrongs, which is an admirable thing. Were you, were you, a, were you a Marvel fan prior to getting that part? I definitely was a Marvel fan. Yeah, for sure. I didn't, I, I wasn't familiar with the comic itself because obviously it was a comic before they turned it into a TV show, but I was before I got the part uh, between me auditioning and me getting it. I read up as much as I could of the comic. And, uh, and by the time I got the part, I was very familiar with the comic, yeah. Nice. And um, which part were you most excited? Which part of season three were you most excited for people to see? Were you, like, checking Twitter and stuff? Like, I did. I did. You know, I've actually, I actually lost my Twitter, like, soon after season three came out. So I haven't been able to get it back since. I've even talked to a Twitter support. And I, I don't know. I can't get the damn thing back. But yeah. I know. It's so weird. But uh, for season three, I was checking... The, when the third episode, I knew that that was sort of, there's a twist in the third episode where Alex becomes uh, not necessarily Alex. I don't know if I want to. There's a twist that happens where Alex becomes like an evil Alex. And uh, and that part was the most exciting for me to watch because I knew it would be a Not that necessarily it would be a surprise. There could only be so many people that it was. And we knew that someone was coming. But I liked the way we did it because I had seen the episode. I liked how it sort of turns and there's like music behind it. And I was kind of excited for that. Um, and I knew the scenes that were coming in the fourth episode where he's running around and, you know, and threatening babies and threatening and, you know, it was a whole thing. And that stuff I was excited for. And I did check Twitter and I was happy to see that, like, people were people were either shocked, surprised, people were cursing out Alex. It was like it was fun to watch. And um, how, how did your life how did your life change? Kind of because that was it, you, it's safe to say that was kind of your breakout role. Right. You hadn't been acting for very long. Right, uh, right. Suddenly, you were in this amazing show, and I, I, how did your life change? Um, like, show came out. I, I grew my hair out. That was one thing. I had that was different for me. Uh, the show, the show sort of gave me a platform to. Uh, it showed it showed people that I could be the lead of something. I had never been the lead of something before, and so I think a lot of people in Hollywood now saw that I could lead something. Went for three seasons, and so. The fact that we could do 33 episodes is a big is a big deal. And the fact that, you know, I was one of the leads of the show and they got to see, you know, whatever, 33 hours of content of me doing doing something like that. And the people who I worked with on that show, that, that also Josh, Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, they're two pretty powerful producers and, and showrunners and creators in Hollywood. And the fact that I have a relationship with them now says something as well. It, it did help. I, I started getting recognized a little bit more on the streets and stuff. Not crazy, you know what I mean? I'm not necessarily, uh, like, not Will Smith, but I, if I went out a night, I would probably get stopped once a night. So, and it was, so it wasn't, it, was, it wasn't intrusive. It wasn't too bad. It was just like one time someone would ask me for a picture. Or we'd be like, oh, you're, uh, you're on that, you're on that show, man. And I'd be like, yeah, yeah, Runaways. And they're like, yeah, Runaways, love that show. So what, <laughs> it, was, it was just, it was nice. You know, people were just being nice. People saying they liked the show. Nothing crazy. But it, it was cool. It was cool that people were watching. What about your DMs though? Did you, you, you blow up in the DMs? Or? Yeah, yeah, the DMs blew up too. That was now. Now it's just like I think it's like ninety nine plus all the time. I don't even. I, no I, way. I, 
Yeah, I check them every now and then just to see w- what happens in there. But uh, a lot of the times it's people, you know, saying hi. That, that'll be like, a lot of them are just H-I. And that's when they mm-hmm. want me to like engage. And I'm like, I mean, I, but thanks for saying hi. A lot of people are very nice, you know. They're like, oh my God, can't wait to see the movie. Can't wait to see the show. Or they, they, A lot of times it's just nice things. Even, even the mean stuff that I've read, for some reason, I thought it would affect me a little bit more. It doesn't really affect me. Maybe because I haven't had that much. It hasn't affected me, but I kind of let it roll off pretty easy. I find it kind of funny, to be honest. Now, right after season one, we got a renewal for season two, and I knew how much money I was going to make that year. And I said, okay, it'd be smart for me to buy a house now. Um, so I bought one that was nice enough for us all to live in. So that way they could move back to L.A. And so for a few years, I, knew, I lived with my parents um, in a house out in the valley here in L.A. And we just recently sold that. I moved into my own place now. Um, I have a roommate. And, um, and now it's just, you know, now I'm living on my own, doing my own thing. But, uh, but yeah, so I, that, that was, that was, that was, that was something nice that, that runaways got me was I got to, you know, be a 20, 21 year old with a, with a, with a mortgage, with mortgage payments. Oh yeah. I would rinse that so much. One of my friends had a house, like not just like he's renting a place, like one of my friends had a house. My God, I'd trash that place every opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like my friend's doing that right now. I have this, uh, this apartment now. And he's been here nonstop. Ah, that's so funny. You know, in a yeah. friend, you, some friends you invite over like one night and you just know they're going to end up staying like two weeks. And there's just, nothing. yeah, that's this guy. That's this guy. You, you nailed him. Yeah. Um, but no, but he knows he's, he knows he's welcome. But that's who I asked a second ago who we were staying. He's, he's the friend that I went to, to Europe with. He's my best friend. He's like a brother to me. So he's here just all the time, especially this summer. Cause normally, you know, they go up to, to university. To, to, he goes to school in Chicago, blah, blah, blah. And uh, when he comes back home, he doesn't want to live with his mom all the time because he's so used to living on his own. So he just, he lives here with me, basically. Nice. We're kind of running out of time. I'm going to ask you one more question and I'm going to let you go. Okay. okay. Um, what are, can you explain what the bread wars are? Oh, God. <laughs> the bread wars. Um, so there was, we were on the runaway set, I think for season two. It was me. It was, yeah, I think it was season two. And, um, and there's these prop breads everywhere because uh, we're like homeless kids, but we find whatever. And it, it's like, they're like plastic bread. It's like foam. They're foam bread loaves. Um, like, uh, what's it called? The, uh, I can't remember the name. But like, oh, like a baguette. They're like French baguettes. Yeah, yeah. We got, we got not French. They're like foam baguettes. And, uh, and I'd be on set and we, so for, I forget who threw the first one. I think I picked up, I think either Greg did, he threw it at me. And I was like, ha ha ha, funny. And, and so I thought, I got to get him back. And so like, whatever. And one of the next takes we did, on one of the next scenes, I think just before we started, just before we said action, I threw one at his head. And I, so I throw it, boom, in action. And then we all walk into the scene and he has to pretend like he just didn't get something thrown <laughs> at him. I was screwing with him a little bit. And so then now, now he wants to get me back and he wants the one of me. And so he really chucks one at me. Uh, whenever we're like waiting for a setup, we're just sitting down on our chairs, and he really chucks me. I'm like, okay. And so then I pick one up, and I start to ch- and I start to run after him because he really hit me hard. <laughs> so I start to run after him, and I think that's when I got the first video on my phone. Um, and he's like running to the bathroom, and I'm like chasing him, whatever. And it sort of turns into this thing where me, Jimmy, and and Greg on set, uh, two of my other castmates. We were throwing, it was, it was, it was too much. There's videos on my Instagram to sort of show what had happened. It, it captures most of it, 
but it was, there was a war zone on set for a little bit and, and everyone knew to sort of steer clear or, or they're getting caught in the crossfires. <laughs> That's so funny. Listen, Renzi, thanks so much for talking to me today. This has been so much fun. No, um, I had a great time. Thank you. No, thank you. Honestly, thanks for, thanks for coming on. Uh, and thanks everyone for listening to the Student Pages podcast. Uh, yeah, enjoy your day, Renzi. Enjoy your day, everyone who is listening. So that's watching. Thanks so much.